But then I came, I think, because I went to. Um, you got it. Moving on. Your I own, moved. Nigga. Yeah, pretty much. But I think because I moved in early because I was helping with Master Plan. Mm. And we was up at Northeast Hall, which was a big mistake. Because right. I felt like I was I was out in the middle of nowhere. Like nobody was up there. It would be so dead on, at night. Was you there as a freshman? No, sophomore year. Oh. Mm-hmm. When me and Randy moved in. Oh, you was living nice. We thought that was just the suburbs, and we all went to college too. North, I liked it because you had your own private bathroom. And yeah, we, that's what I'm saying. Y'all was in the suburbs; <laughs> we didn't have a private bathroom. Me and Randy was like, nah. freshman year. Freshman year was the worst because we was living with all the freshman football players, and they are filthy. in Barnes. In Barnes, yeah, yeah, we lived in Barnes. Yeah, players there. that was disgusting. You know the elevator. Them niggas was spit on all the buttons, so you wouldn't even want to press a button. Like, they weren't that trash when I was bro, in Bro, I remember it'd be a Friday night, and somebody would pee on the elevator. Oh, and no. And you don't have any, all the custodians aren't there to clean anything, so the pee would sit there until Monday Let's morning. Let's talk about the weekends, and especially in Barnes, because there was no cleanup during the week. Um, during the weekends or nothing like that. No. People would get drunk, throw Clean up everywhere. Up Friday at 3 p.m. and doesn't happen again until Monday It was morning. so disgusting <laughs> getting in the showers and stuff like that and piss everywhere. Bro, people throwing up, vomiting. Why? There's no way you're that disgusting. Like, your parents couldn't have just raised, raised you. you. Like, I think people just had that freedom and was just like, F it, we got somebody that cleans up. Bro, I remember right. people would, dudes would go and stop up the sink in the bathroom and then pee in the sink. And That's so immature. That's so immature. Like, why would you do that type of shit? Like, that was disgusting. But I mean, we have people on the floor that would walk around barefoot everywhere. Oh, yeah. Like, I used to see that all the time. Bro, I, was like, no, I thought that was disgusting. As that well. was, I can't, you know. Looking back at college, it's crazy that we lived a certain way. Yeah. Like the fact that some of that shit is normal to just live like that. Yeah. Then I have to leave my room to go all the way down to this community bathroom, bathroom. to pee. If I gotta wake up at three o'clock in the morning, morning. The you had to go. There. It was it so inconvenient. Filthy. I remember dudes would be taking showers and other people were going to fill a uh, fill a uh, trash can with cold water and throw it over. Oh, are you serious? No lie. That ne- oh, I'm and so I said, all right, y'all only do that to white boys because yeah, let you do that to a black dude. Be ready to fight. Fi- I'm getting my boys and we are fighting, bro. I'm whooping all y'all's ass for real. It used to be. Uh, Some of that shit, shit, like, there's no way, like, the fact that it was okay that we was living like that. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. That is amazing. I'm glad they're tearing them down now. They turn Barnes and Bemis now because they're going to build like a little freshman community, I um, guess. Yeah, dorms. they build communities down in college instead yeah. of dorms. And you know they wow out if you call it a dorm. It's a, <laughs> it's a residence hall. Because dorms mean all you do is sleep. Residence hall means you live here. Like, nigga, shut up. This place is raggedy as hell. Fuck this. And plus the Wi-Fi sucked in Barnes. Bruh. The little study room. I can't it really was I remember I, uh, to sneak a girl in. I remember my RA was cool as hell. So you remember at, at Western Kentucky, everybody. Uh, oh, yeah. Welcome to the Chicken Liquor <laughs> Hour. Uh, I got Christopher Williams, not the R&B singer. What up? In the <laughs> uh, we're talking about our experiences in college. Western Kentucky University. Um, and what my time? Oh, yeah. Sneaking women into the dorm. I remember. So Western Kentucky, just to give everybody like a backstory, what we had to check WKU. people in. WKU. <laughs> We had to check people in. So that meant when you uh, first go into the dorm, you got to go up to the uh, front desk and you give them your ID mm-hmm. and then that person's ID. 
and they check them in. So and they put it in one folder. You know, they keep your IDs. And actually, legit, this all came from because in the early '90s there was a murder. Yeah. Where a girl had brought two dudes into the dorm and they raped her and set her on fire that because was rape wasn't enough. They had to set her on fire. Like That's that shit's crazy. crazy. So basically, that could have happened with. Even if she didn't check them in, like checking them, I mean, even if she did check them in, but this was their way to try to stop it. But anywho, um, so yeah, I would we check I checked the girl in, but our RA was hella cool. So he would go back after so on weeknights, you couldn't check people in after midnight, I believe. Something like that, and yeah. then if you had them in, you had to check them out by 12. You couldn't have yeah. any guests in after 12, and weekends, you couldn't have anyone in there after two. So no one could spend the night. Ever. You knew who was staying in people's rooms and stuff Bruh, like that. Sure like, we would be down at the front desk talking to the person working, <laughs> and be like, "Let's see who's got who checked in," and they would let us go through the IDs. Like, oh shit, Chris got so and so checked in, exposing people. <laughs> but yeah, so by so it's one thirty, one forty-five. Our RA will go down there and check us out, get our IDs, and bring it back up to us. So now it's not like I have anybody. But now we got community showers, so she's got to pee. She's got to sneak down to the oh, restroom. Yeah. And my girlfriend at the time, not saying any names, she had to pee all the damn time. <laughs> so she wake up twice in the middle of the night, but I got to pee. So she's got to <laughs> rush down to the bathroom, hope no one sees her, use the bathroom. Luckily, Western Kentucky is what you call a suitcase college where everybody goes home on the weekends. Yeah. Don't campus be empty as shit. On, unless empty. it was what, homecoming weekend homecoming. or some whatever yeah. big weekend, everybody was gone. Mm-hmm. Empty as hell. But yeah, he used to go and get the IDs. Like he was cool as shit. Like, <laughs> I man, he man, was my nigga. He looked out that, for us. But ain't that fucked up? Like the way we was living, it was was below. crazy. I can never picture myself living like that now, bro. Like you sharing a room with somebody, and the room is basically your living room of their apartment. Yeah, it's very small. It's Imagine very us small. having an apartment. As freshmen in college, we would have thought we was living in mansions. You had that high-rise bed that you stored stuff <laughs> yeah, underneath. Yeah, whack-ass bed. <laughs> that twin. You didn't have doors on the closet. No, you, you had like, a shower curtain shower to put it on <laughs> to hide your clothes. Right and then you had things. the desk. Right. And then that was it. That weekend's horror floor looked like an insane asylum. Yes, it really did. Like, and the lighting like, sucked. Wi-Fi doors, sucked. Bruh. And that this was, was awful. And this was at the time when definitely my freshman year, Facebook was only for college students. Oh, you had to have so a dot can... edu email. Wait, do you remember that time when that fake page was created? Tiffany Johnson. <laughs> it was tra- talking about a whole bunch of different Two people. Two of my homegirls was behind that. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to say that. It was but, so bro, I remember they told this girl that was real big and said that. This bitch out here walking around in this coat like a car cover. Like, God. <laughs> they was riding people bro. out. And everybody's trying to, bro, in college, we were worried about shit that don't matter. matter. Because we had nothing else to do. All we was worried about, am I writing this paper? What's my attendance? Mm-hmm. And are we going to party this week? Exactly. What we drinking? Bruh. And then we all had to find someone to buy the alcohol for us. Bruh. I'm so glad <laughs> that, that cheap alcohol. y'all was there when I got there. Because <laughs> yeah, you up there. I went able. to college. We didn't have anyone. Dang. You get there, you have I, like 10, 20 people that, yeah, I got you. Don't need exactly. Trip. Just give y'all my money. Y'all was able to get it. We're drinking them MD 2020s. Uh, that was there. Uh, MD 20. 
Burnett Vodka, <laughs> Heaven Hill. That Pinnacle. Mad Dog Pinnacle. Ugh. The um, cotton candy flavored. I thought was... we was making like cocktails too. Like, <laughs> hey, yo, come over to the crib, bro. We're making some drinks. <laughs> Sitting here with some peak lemonade, Burnett's with some ginger ale. And actually, you weren't even supposed to be having alcohol in the dorm. We couldn't have a we... crock pot. We couldn't have <laughs> alcohol. And I had all of it, nigga. I remember I got this picture um, for homecoming of me flicking off the camera with this bottle of hypnotic, thinking I'm doing something. Hypnotic, bro. <laughs> oh, shoot. I haven't had hypnotic in bro. about 15 years. Well, I ain't gonna say 15. <laughs> 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 nigga, 15 years. I was 15. <laughs> hypnotic, though. I thought I was doing something. Bro, we all thought we were. <laughs> I remember my first drunk experience in college. Woo. I remember. All right, this is what we're gonna talk about. Our first drunk experience ah. in college. I, what was your first drunk experience? Do you remember? Yeah, it was, was like it? my first weekend at Western. So was that when you had that button down, your, your chest hairs was out? No, that was <laughs> later. <laughs> I think I thought he was clean as hell. Yeah. He was brushing his hand and his chest Headed to the pavilion. Had them pointy shoes on. You said the funny with them jeans he was 19 on. Wearing pointy <laughs> shoes and some boot hey, cut I jeans. thought I was clean headed to them parties. He had them boot cut jeans too, boy. <laughs> hey, couldn't nobody tell me that. Show sure couldn't. But my first drunk experience was actually like, was it my first or second weekend at Western where me and my roommate at the time end up going to the Gables, meeting some um, meeting some upperclassmen that we used to hang out with, went to the Gables, and one of the guys was like, hey, y'all want to take a shot of this E&J? It was like, So y'all probably sure, Jay Kaz's crib. Yeah. And it was probably Ian, light-skinned Ian, that get, or Kale or Kyle. Kyle. <laughs> They gave y'all some. You said because you said E and J, right? You did. Oh yeah, E&J. that was that, and that was, was my first time Kelly actually drinking. Kyle's drink of choice, E and J, Everclear. So oh god, never trust them niggas. I bro went to. I think we had two shots. That was my first time drinking. Period. Was it really? Yeah. You had I, never had a drink before. No, until I got to Western Kentucky. Western would uh well, mess you up. When it was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and then I went to the Pavilion. That's when I um, was Everybody dancing. Everybody the Pavilion is a spot where it was a popular place where people threw parties because it was, I guess it was pretty it cheap. It was Storm Warehouse. It was kind of far from, what, that was the it one was that was off, far from campus, right? A little bit, yeah. I mean, but it was off in the cut. Most people yeah. didn't have cars and we didn't drive many places. It yeah, it far. was far. And it was off in, in the court, court. It looked like a freaking warehouse. Or yeah, it was. Yeah. With this concrete floor. And so much weed in the air. It'd be so <laughs> thick when you walk in. You couldn't see nothing. It was so dark. Everybody got contact high. Yeah. That stuff. And then I was in there. That's when I met a girl from Nashville. When I used to <laughs> dancing with her. She oh, big ass. And Chris said, I'm going to pick on yeah, she hey, was large and in charge. Well, she, she was would, really could, large and straight from Nashville. Raise on her tongue, <laughs> and she had a grill in. Oh, boy, she with some sunglasses, the these big stunner boy, shades. If some girl tried to step in between her and Chris, oh shit, she <laughs> was crazy. She was large. She'd come over. She's like, "Yo, where Chris at? He around?" He like, "Hey man, don't tell her." <laughs> that was. Crazy. She fell in love with some Chris, boy. And I think I slick fell in love with her, too. Because I used Chris to be like, where is she? Anytime you got drunk, where is she at? Where is she at? Dang, was that like the second week? That was that early in the We year? went, yeah. Damn. That was literally second week. That was my first drunken experience. Bro, that's wild. I didn't get hell. sick or anything like that, but I was definitely out of control. Like, dancing, just wow. So that would have been my junior. So I was at yeah. Jack then. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bro, that's funny as hell, yo. Yeah. And that was your first time. Yeah, first time. <laughs> Very first time. And then after that, I felt like that was just the trend at Western. You oh, get no, drunk that, to go out. Starting with Thursday most of the time. Yeah. 
Thirsty Thursdays from Thursday through Saturday, we was drinking. Actually, my freshman year, I didn't start drinking until Friday because I was like, well, I got to go to class <laughs> and stuff like that. But then when what we moved did, into- you won an award, nigga? I didn't Friday, actually. But it wasn't until we moved into the apartment at the Gables. That's oh, when I Gables started kind of really, yeah. drinking a little bit more, even on Thursdays. It was like- Well, at, we didn't have to sneak alcohol into the Exactly. We used to put it in the, uh, go grocery shopping and just put it in our Walmart and Kroger bag and <laughs> take it in. I'll never forget, I hated that chick that worked at the front desk. Megan Hershey, why you taking me off the schedule with your putting out? Megan Hershey, redheaded helper. I couldn't stand her. She was white as all outdoors, bro. Oh my god, you she was whiter than mayonnaise on white bread with some cheese on top and grill. She's white as shit. And I remember we come in, she was like a year younger than us, too. We come in on Friday night with our groceries. Of course, there was alcohol in between the groceries. <laughs> Hey guys, I'm gonna have to search your bag. Like, bitch, you might need to search my bag. She's trying to search your bag. Did she really say that she had to search all the bags? Yes. This helpful time, I gotta search your bags. I'm sorry. Like, bitch, you ain't Nobody ever searched our bags. She took her job so seriously. Too seriously. When the night that that Obama was elected president, we was running around, like, (laughs) yeah, wilding out, just happy and stuff. She's like, guys, if you go calm down now, I'm gonna call uh, campus police. <laughs> He's like, for what? See, you can't be acting like that in the dorm. She was over here crying. I just can't believe. <laughs> what was the nigga's name that ran against? John McCain, I think. No, no, no. Oh, it was the Mitt other Romney. Mitt, no, no, it was John McCain. Yeah, my it was bad. one of them. Not, yeah. not, Mitt, Mitt Romney was, was the second, second time. John McCain was the first yeah, time. Yeah, him I think. and uh, John McCain and um, Palin was the first one. Yeah. But it was during that election because uh we was playing uh Jeezy, my president. Oh Black, yeah, she was right, man. She was she was crying at first. I just can't believe it. And I never Get did over it. when she said I'm gonna call campus police. She and this nigga, no, Ricky said, call the popo ho, do what you gotta do. And we just stopped running. And she just and she broke out into tears. And I remember Chittima said, I love white women's tears. <laughs> cry, bitch, cry. She was just <laughs> We couldn't stand Megan Hershey, but yeah, she would try to search your bags, and we just walk on by. Like you ain't searching our shit, right? That's excessive. That's but yeah, really like excessive. when we got off campus, though, that's when Bro. we drinking every Thursday through Saturday. Yes. We yeah. couldn't wait till Thursdays got there. Especially anybody who went to WKU Thursdays at overtime. The food it didn't ha- start happening overtime. It didn't start until like 2010. Yeah, 2010, 2011. But it, epic. it used to be so much fun. Everybody used to be at yep. overtime on Everybody. Thursday. This nigga Chris up there singing Usher during <laughs> karaoke one night. Oh, you remember yeah. that? I made a fool of myself. You make me wanna. Yeah, I made a we fool of myself. We was all his backup singers, and this nigga, he was in prime that night, boy. Oh, man. This nigga was up for I wish I somebody had recorded it. When everyone was there. Too. Yeah, and I made a complete ass of myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but sure that's what you do in college sometimes. So Luckily, back then, we didn't have as many like camera phones all we around didn't. and stuff. Yeah, remember, so. back in the day, I remember Max's girlfriend. She used to take a digital camera. <laughs> yeah, to everywhere. Parties, and then she yeah. posts them, and everybody's yeah. like, "Yo, take me in your picture." Yeah, you know? that's what it was back in then. It was that Facebook getting tagged in all yeah. your pictures and, and stuff have like that. To be taking too many pictures. We took about three, four pictures. And that was it. And then we party our ass sweating through all our shirts. And we weren't on our phones or nothing. Mm-mm. Even though Twitter was popping, but we were still like partying though. Twitter was popping, Pop but it wasn't a thing that you could just 
take a picture and post yeah. it immediately though. Yeah. Back then you couldn't upload a picture, picture. within five seconds. Yeah. You normally had to wait till the next morning. Because yeah. back then, remember, it wasn't apps for all of the stuff that we like. Mm-hmm. So back then, you had to go to the internet. Yeah, back then, I was telling some of my students a couple weeks ago how I was like, "Look, it wasn't apps for Twitter and Facebook. That's real. You got to go to the website. It was the yep. mobile website was m dot twitter and you had to. So if you wanted to tweet from your like mobile, you had to tweet on the internet, yep. and it would say from like internet or yep. something like that. But yeah, you couldn't just post it immediately back then. That. That's crazy how times have changed. Yeah. And it's crazy because, I mean, it was legit 10 years ago, yeah. but it feels like it was more like three or four years ago. Yeah. like It's it weird how far. when you look back, time doesn't seem as... Time either seems really long time ago mm-hmm. or not far at all. That's very true. Like, it does feel like just yesterday we was throwing a house party. Yeah. And we was Literally. getting, bruh, we was getting all the liquor for our house. Our house parties was... Uh, them house parties it's not a lot it. of people that threw house parties like us. It only two or three people could rival with us. Yeah, we were throwing house parties every weekend for a good semester. It was. It was the turn up. Gables one on one. My birthday party. Me and DJ had a birthday party. Oh, we y'all had it at the our register. own apartment. We threw it at another apartment. It was hot as heck up in there. It was packed as hell. We had like three coolers of alcohol. Nigga, we had chicken wings. But I was already yeah, doing was, chicken and liquor back yeah, then. Yeah, you actually really I was. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, we chicken and liquor back then, yo. You just hadn't turned it. Bro, it was live as hell. Everybody, and then Bowling Green got 60,000 people in this city. So everybody's at our party. Even the locals. That was the worst <laughs> local That's when fights would break out. No, the fights used to break out. Nashville versus Louisville. As soon as they would start playing like, fuck the mother nigga. <laughs> as soon as they hit, everybody fighting. Bro. Everybody fighting. God <laughs> damn, you knew when that song came on? Well, yeah, you already knew. I'm holler at y'all boys later. And sometimes they would cut that song short because they knew. They knew damn well. And then for a good time period, all they played was Plies, yes. and Lil Wayne. And it was nothing but songs about eating pussy. <laughs> That's when eating pussy became popular. Hey, back then. <laughs> Lil Wayne, Pretty Ricky, and Plies made made eating pussy popular for black men. Because back in the day, black men... Yeah. Like, I ain't eating pussy. I don't do that shit. <laughs> Only white boys do that shit. Right. Even then, black women used to brag that they don't suck dick. <laughs> like, back then, oral sex was only, like, only white people It was so taboo. It was. Now, topic. people brag about it on Twitter, which is crazy. Yeah, which is... Damn, shit done changed, bro. Yeah. Shit done changed. God damn. A lot has oh, changed. All right, so what was talking about? Oh, our first drunk experience in college. What was yours, Will? My first drunk experience in college wasn't until... I think my junior year. Really? I think it was my junior year or it was it was either I remember shit, I cannot remember. I think it was homecoming junior year, to be honest, September hmm. of junior year or October, something like that. Football homecoming. I remember because we played Eastern Kentucky, which <laughs> was to the people who don't know, that's supposed to be WKU's rival. It's <laughs> not as big as these other rivals are not as big as Louisville, Kentucky, Florida, Florida State, Duke, North Carolina, all of that. Mm-hmm. But it was our little thing, you know. In it, Kentucky. it was basically another excuse for us to party and drink. Yep. That was our excuse. And that was back before WK used Division One football, too. Mm-hmm. But I remember, and they had just made the rule that they said if you was at least 21, you could have alcohol on campus. Because before that, you weren't even allowed to have alcohol anywhere on campus. We mm-hmm. still couldn't have it in the dorms. But if you had it, like, just walking around, yeah. it was fine. And I remember we got pumped. We was like, oh, shit. I remember we got the email. We was like, oh, shit. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was – okay, I'm going to give you two times because I don't remember Sorry. which one was first. Okay, this one. Home, it was not homecoming. 
it was just Eastern Kentucky, Western Kentucky mm-hmm. game, and it was big that weekend. So it felt like homecoming. Yeah. And I remember we started drinking at like 12 o'clock. The good old days, we started drinking, drinking at 12, 12 and you drinking all day. day. Yeah. And I remember we went to the game. It's hot as shit outside. <laughs> and I didn't even know I was drinking at first because our boy Porter, shout oh. out to Porter, <laughs> he had orange vodka. No, he had orange gin. Seagram's oh orange gin. And he was mixing it with orange juice. And he's like, bro, you want some orange juice? I was like, yeah, bro, good looking. I'm thirsty. And he's giving me orange juice. I'm thinking I'm I'm thinking I'm just drinking orange juice. I'm thinking I'm nope. getting my calcium levels up. You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking that I'm just, you know, drinking healthy. Drinking you knew you weren't drinking no. no. I promise you I did because I didn't drink for real like that. Like freshman and sophomore year, we didn't really drink. Mm. When you saw us junior year, that's not how we was freshman and sophomore year. <laughs> When we would get drunk freshman, uh, I, we didn't. I didn't drink at all freshman year. Mm-hmm. And sophomore year, it was few and far between. Yeah. So I'm drinking this orange juice with orange gin. Little did I know, I'm like, this is good. And I remember looking back, I remember him smirking, like, "Hi, yeah, bro." He knew what he was doing. Right. I remember seeing him, like Brian and Zay over there joking, whispering and stuff. What they laughing at? What going on? Just killing this orange juice. Then we're at the football game. I'm like, bro, you got some more? I said, yeah, man. And he's just sharing it. Like, he didn't give it. It's like white people sharing alcohol. <laughs> and he just kept giving me it, giving it to me. And I'm killing it. And then I remember, I was like, bro, it's hot as shit out here. The you alcohol know, started kicking When in. I'm drunk, I sweat on the back of my neck and on my <laughs> forehead. That's where I'm sweating when I'm drunk. I'm like, no, he said, yeah, man, it's hot out here. Mm-hmm. Just playing along. Yeah, yeah. I ain't think nothing about it. When we go back to the dorm, we still drinking. I'm drinking all day. And I'm just drinking this orange juice Bro, with orange gin he's about to be doing all day. And by the end of the night, I remember this is when uh, my girlfriend at the time worked the front desk. <laughs> and she had to work like 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. <laughs> We're all done at the desk just joking. And I guess I'm drunk by now and didn't know it. And I'm just clowning people as they walk in. Look at this old penis head motherfucker. <laughs> just young. Look at That's this. That's that gin talking. Ass. Like, I'm just clowning people as they walking in. And so I guess I started flirting with some chick, and then Zaya saw me. Said, All right, let's take him to bed. Oh man. My girlfriend at the time saw me, so he took me up to bed. I'm thinking it was like three in the morning. It's on like ten fifteen. No, it's on like eleven fifteen. Well, you've been drinking all day. Been drinking, yeah. So he, th- I remember, I remember Big D, y'all. Big <laughs> D about six five, three hundred pounds. He carried me up the steps and tossed me in the bed. I remember being carried. I remember being tossed in the bed. He threw me in his bed. <laughs> Shout out to I'm Big D. I'm knocked out. Shout out Big D. <laughs> Dallas, what up? And I'm knocked out. And I remember thinking I slept for like 10 hours. I probably slept for an hour. <laughs> and I woke up and I remember just stumbling down the steps and everybody's like, what the fuck is Will do? <laughs> and I remember leaning over the counter, kissing my girlfriend at the time, like, hey, I missed you. She's like, okay, you was just upstairs. Miss you too. <laughs> and then I started fighting with some girls and they said, well, let's take them back upstairs. Oh my goodness, man. And he took me back upstairs and then I was knocked. That gin. Bruh, that was, yeah, that was, that was a crazy night. So I'm thinking that was my first time being drunk in college. Yeah. It was that orange gin. The last time I ever had gin was when we had an apartment and I remember I was doing the Dougie in my underwear on the balcony at three o'clock in the morning. Oh God. This had to be around 2010. It's when we was our roommates. It had to be around that time. Oh. Because yeah. I remember Ricky was there, his cousin Toya was out there. <laughs> Shout out to Toya. Shout out to Toya. <laughs> and we was just drinking, doing the Dougie on the balcony. <laughs> And I remember like, bro, Will's with all of y'all. Everybody's in a parking lot. Look at Will's, y'all. Will's in his drive. Really? And I was just doing the Dougie killing it. And that's the last time I've ever had gin. Gin. Mama I always never. said gin makes you sin. I can see it. Mama I can definitely see that. Man. William don't fuck with gin. gin. 
man, we had a lot of good times out in um, the lobby area. Oh, the lobby was the best part. When Especially they be exact, working the front desk. Yes. They be working the front desk from like 11 to 3 or 3 to 7. Them That's crazy. when we stayed up till 4 a.m. faithfully. And just hanging out, joking. Just we was, talking I think shit. we were still like drinking. Yeah, we were yeah. drinking because our hall director, <laughs> I remember it was this white woman. She was young. She was cool as hell. So look, y'all, I'm not tripping that y'all drinking. Don't get too crazy. And if the police come and see y'all drinking, I didn't know anything about it. And you will get in trouble. <laughs> Who's like, that's fair. <laughs> and then she was just leaving. And we just out there drinking in the lobby. And then if we run out, we go back up to the room, make another drink. Bro, those were some we good were drinking time. vodka. And we would pour this whole glass of vodka with just like a shot, shot of wine of... punch. Like, that's just for the color. Bruh, we was... Man, Shit I'm surprised our livers are not towed up by now. Praise God. Let me <laughs> knock on wood. Yes, definitely. Because we drank heavily back then. I wonder how much money we spent on alcohol. I don't, actually, I don't but I felt like we were drinking the cheap stuff. Oh, yeah. The we super was, cheap stuff. We was buying... But, but it we wasn't was cheap to us back then. Yeah, no. It wasn't... Where's Burnett, Burnett's vodka? We got a bottle for seven dollars in the twenty twenty. And then we go and share oh, this big ass. You remember people was drinking them for locos too. Mm. I got yeah. some students that say they still drink that. Like that is crazy. That's nasty as hell. Yeah, man, we would just be in Zach lobby area, clowning, joking, acting the like food, drinking. Just drinking, having a good time. Ah. We didn't have a care in the world, bro. Bruh, why the was most so bills simple? we had was like a cell phone bill. <laughs> right. That was it. And I have and ooh, and I had food stamps back then too. Oh yeah. I, think I, I had two hundred dollars in food stamps a month. Mm-hmm. And that's when I and then I worked at the Gables, so I didn't have to pay rent. So I <laughs> didn't have to pay this. rent. And I had food stamps and I had the job at the gym. So I had a part-time job. Job in the apartment and food stamps. Man, rent at the Gables was what three nineteen. Three nineteen in a month. Three nineteen. Yes. There's no way, nowhere you would find those prices. Paying, these kids are paying down. They be. And I don't know how they paying it like Man, that. Some of my students have three roommates, and they still paying five hundred dollars each. Bump that with three roommates. Bump that. Nah. Like fuck, like yeah, nah. If I'm going to be paying five hundred dollars, I might. If I'm paying five hundred dollars a month, I better only have one roommate. Yeah, because you can find a place that's a thousand a thousand dollars, but then again, they're not gonna come furnished. Mm-hmm. So those student apartments so come furnished. Yeah. though. so they can't afford that. Three nineteen of shit. I miss the them other days. Place I remember uh, my girlfriend at the time. She spent three oh four a month. Wow. At a Western place. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Three oh four a month. Because they all had their own bathroom. Was the Gables more? No, I think the registry would. Cost the registry more. was the most expensive back then. The registry was, was ratchet. Them niggas paid four oh five a month, <laughs> and it was ratchet. It was hell. super ratchet, but and it was super close was all to dark and yeah. Long and shit. But I guess because it was super close to campus, literally, it's they right they there. Sharp. And yeah. they, they would say, and we do offer a forty five inch flat screen. Did we ever even consider? Moving to the register. Hell no, because it was good and expensive. Yeah. And because I had got that job at the Gables. Gables, so it makes sense. Yeah. But the Gables was close. Yeah, it, was it really was. Yeah. But the registry was closer to all the academic Academy. buildings. Yeah. We was closer to the dorms. Dorms, yeah. It was close enough. Yeah. It was close enough. Me and Zay used to walk. Man, I used to walk too. Shit. And a shuttle would stop right in front of the. Did a shuttle stop right in front? Yeah, but it was you had to walk way. up to the parking lot. Yeah, because the shuttle that sat right in front of the complex was going the opposite yeah. way towards the register. I mean, towards college. Suite yeah, and all those. Ricky, did you ever go to class? Because we ain't 
We don't know if you, you took know, the shuttle. You listening? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Ricky ever went to class. I never saw that nigga on campus. I, I saw Ricky at the park. Literally, I'm really, I feel like I've barely seen Ricky on campus. Ricky never went to class, bro. <laughs> Ricky, did you He was even... just trying to dress. He right. Was you weren't going to class. Ricky was the definitely the only one that we fully dressed all day. The rest of us, yeah, soon as you got to class, I used to shoot Chris. This nigga, as soon as he get out of class, he just come through with some y'all, go straight to his room. Two minutes later, come out a totally different outfit he with my do rag on. And Bruh. then also, I used to always take my naps. Yeah, after class, them college naps. But I was like, how? How am I able to manage now without naps as an adult? That is crazy. <laughs> yeah, you think about but it. back in Part college, I could not. I could not go without a nap. Bruh, I used to be tired. We work forty plus hours a week, man, and we didn't think about a nap now. Not until the weekend. But back then, Ooh. it was we only had, we had fifteen hours of class a week. <laughs> then if you had a part time job, you probably worked twelve hours. And we like, I need a nap. Nap. You'd be so tired. <laughs> oh, I miss, bro. I would get out of class. I'd have Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. I have class until like eleven thirty. In I'd the morning? Go, yeah, I'd only have like two classes. Then I go get lunch, and then go back to the dorm and take. A That's nap. love, especially on them Fridays. Yeah, I remember I made the mistake. I took a um, my freshman year. I took a one fifty class on a up, Friday at Cherry Hall, up at the very top of the hill. So when I was going to class, Shit. it used to be, uh, especially on Fridays, it used to be so oh, yeah. dead. Ain't nobody on campus after one o'clock on Fridays. Oh, and it sucked because I think one of my that final was actually one of the last finals Bruh, that year. Crazy. It was dead. No I, on Fridays after eleven thirty. Yeah. Nothing yeah. after eleven thirty. You out there tripping, fam? Yeah, I was tripping. Hell, no. that was. I remember one semester I had this one class that was only offered. At like two forty five on Fridays, <laughs> it was so annoying, and she never canceled. Class. <laughs> it was an easy class, but she never canceled. That's the worst. I hated those teachers that never canceled. The weather's horrible. They, they <laughs> hey guys, I know it's a blizzard outside, but, I'm but we're still having. Like, bitch, you driving forty minutes in this horrible weather just to read? They took their chapters? jobs a little bit too seriously. Like, bro, you can cancel this shit. Yeah, I love teachers that didn't take attendance. Or I hated. I had to take a night a computer a. Com- uh, class at night that was a computer class and That's I hated it. It was like a six o'clock class okay. and it was during that time with the time change because in Bowling Green it used to get dark bro, at like four. So it was super pitch black going to class at six o'clock for this hour and a half class Ugh. on it was once a week thank God but still you didn't look forward to it. I hated it. All right y'all we gotta pay some deals real quick. <laughs> uh, we'll be right back. Peace nigga. Y'all, I want to talk about um, let's talk about dating. Yeah. Dating is exhausting, <laughs> shit's draining, <laughs> and it's funny because when I moved to Atlanta, everybody's like, "Bro, Atlanta's perfect for you. You love black women. It's going to be so much easier for dating." And kind of true, but it's also like there's a whole lot more people, yeah, people, more options. and then yeah, and way more options. And then in a city like Atlanta, niggas love to pretend like they're busy all the time. We do be busy. Atlanta, we are a city where they said it was too busy to hate. So we always got What stuck. does that even mean, too busy to hate? We always on our grind. So first of all, <laughs> there's a difference between productive and busy. We just busy. Niggas love to we be busy, busy instead of being we're productive. We are booked. 
Yeah, that is the <laughs> fake Atlanta slogan. <laughs> Booked and busy. Bitch, you ain't that busy. Get the fuck out of here. So niggas, and, and then another problem with dating, what I've seen is it's all turned into hurt people hurt people. Oh, yeah. Basically, because Definitely. now, like, you, if you get on social media, people brag about, like, being toxic. Or it's like a competition on which gender is more toxic. Who is going to hurt somebody else first? And, like, all that. And it's kind of wild to see where people brag about that. They, like, it's all hurt people, hurt people. Mm-hmm. It's like, I've been hurt three times in the past. So I'm going to hurt the next nigga this time. Which is so unfortunate because I feel like that's happened to me. Like, unfortunately, the person you were hurt. I'm sorry that you were hurt, but right. I feel like you have to take care of that hurt before you jump into a new relationship. Go to some fucking therapy. Bro. Like, therapy is so important. Like, yeah. for real, like, get that resolved before you hop into a new relationship. Yep. Because what's going to happen is you're going to project that hurt onto this new person that did not do anything to you, but yep. maybe trying to love you. Right. And then you got this other person feeling, taking arrows that they didn't even do anything to you, but you just darts, darts, darts right. at this person and hurting that person all because you hurt because you can't take care of your pain before you get into right. a relationship. One of the things I said that I, I would encourage somebody not to do is never to get into a relationship with someone who has just got out of a hurtful relationship. Like, you need to make sure that they have really been healed because if not, that person's going to end up hurting you. They might love you, but they're going to hurt you. And you're going to actually suffer because of what that their other partner did to them. And you know, it's funny because I never thought about what healing actually meant. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just something you always hear. Like, you got to heal. You have to heal and stuff. But until you get serious. older or you experience it and yeah. stuff, I get it. Like, I see what, the, especially, and a lot of times it's different for women mm-hmm. than it is for men. A lot of times because women really have to go through that like chapter of just getting over mm-hmm. it, becoming this person, learning from it mm-hmm. and stuff. I don't even want to say women have to do that. I feel men have to do it too. Yeah. But I think we've made that accustomed to where women just have to do it. So we always look at it like that. Mm-hmm. So then I'm saying it out loud. I'm like, men have to do that too. Yeah. But because I date women, <laughs> I'm not talking about men. I don't date men, unfortunately, for some of these men out here, I don't date you y'all. St- <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately for y'all, even though these gay dudes keep jumping in my DMs and I don't know why, they keep jumping in there and niggas sending pictures of myself talking about what's up. <laughs> Send me a picture of myself. What the fuck? What is this bullshit? I see you've been working out. Like, bro, like, I'm not into you. Like this dude who you know, I'm going to show you who it is. This dude wrote me. I've never really talked to him. Like he went to church with us. And he was in the choir, so you know he probably is gay. Oh, wow. And somebody I, I know? Yeah, I, I think you would know him. He went to church with us, too. Oh, But he was like, writing me on uh, Facebook Messenger talking about uh, how he is. Like, Does he live in Atlanta? I don't know. I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't want to know. Ah! <laughs> how are you? Like, we have never spoken to one another. Oh. I know you're gay, so I know what you're trying to do, Rob. This is the try to. Have, is like, that what women go through with these niggas? I'm it's sure they be so thirsty. Like, get the fuck out, bro. <laughs> these gay dudes be thinking they can like turn you. I'm like, bro, I'm not. I'm, I'm not into men, bro. I love women. I love titties. I like the way women smell. I like vagina. I do not want a man. Get your nasty. They go make. They go try. Hairy ass out of here. Just, they go try you, bro. Hell no. Look, nigga, I had hemorrhoids. I had hemorrhoids once, and the doctor had to put his fucking finger. Up oh my God, head. Will! You think I want a dick? 
Hell to the no. Oh my God. Too much. It's scary, too yo. much. It's scary. So <laughs> that ain't too much. That's like all you gay guys know. <laughs> hey, I appreciate the compliments. <laughs> I'm gonna appreciate anytime someone says I'm handsome or I look good or anything. Anytime someone's trying to flirt with me, shout out. Come with <laughs> something good. But I'm not gay. <laughs> I'll just throw it out there. I'm not gay. So <laughs> Anyways, back to what I was talking about. Um, hurt people, hurt people. That's what I was talking about. Yeah, we got yeah. all of So it's just wow to see how like it's become a competition where mm-hmm. I gotta hurt them before they hurt me. Yep. I gotta hurt these next three dudes because the last two dudes hurt, hurt me. me. And yeah. it's wild because I'm like, I have nothing but good intentions for mm-hmm. you. I'm not so I don't deserve to be hurt just because somebody else hurt you. But yeah. them because of Twitter. It's some weird thing where it becomes like a competition. And Social media is blowing it out of proportion. Like, it's because like you get clout for hurting yeah, people now. Like you get a certain amount of points. It makes you time. look hard. It makes you yeah. look hard. And I feel like we have, we're in a generation that everybody wants to be so tough. And well, that's everybody claims thanks. to want to be tough. But they really deep but, down inside. Yeah, like they're projecting shit all the time. But on that's social stupid. Media. Like I feel like we need to get back to a place of just being real, being vulnerable. <laughs> Like, okay, love sometimes does hurt because you're dating. You might yes. kiss, you might like what they say, kiss some frogs before you get that to feels something. so good to you is gonna hurt at some point. Anything that means a lot to you. Yeah. I like that anything that means a lot to you that is important to you, at some point is gonna hurt. But dating is about trial and error. Sure like is. honestly, you might fail at this one, but get back up and try again. Dating like anything else almost. It's like like sports. A lot of times, like you love, you, you're a basketball way. player. You love the sport you're in. You enjoy mm-hmm. it. You're playing well. You've making it far. Mm-hmm. Yet you get to the championship and lose. You get mm-hmm. to the championship, lose again. You get right before the championship and lose again. Mm-hmm. It might take you five times before you actually win a championship. Shit, mm-hmm. how you think LeBron felt? That nigga got right. to the finals several times. I think he got to the finals two or three times before he actually won. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's kind of like dating, yo. Right. Like. And is that important to you? Just stick with it instead right. of trying to instead of trying to hurt other people so they can feel like you. Exactly. That's basically what it's turned into. They want everyone else to feel like them. And it's I was thinking today, like where Twitter has turned into like music in the sense where all these rappers are making really good music. But if you listen to the lyrics, these niggas is depressed. They yeah, they really drugs, are. They're lonely. Like if you listen to a lot of futures music. All the drug use, and he's talking about being lonely and hurting women and shit. Mm-hmm. That nigga's projecting. Yep. And so now, but they put it in front of a dope beat and a good song. And so we're not they kind of covering it up. Yeah, we're not paying it. They're covering it up. We're not paying attention that this nigga is screaming for help. Yes. He wants someone to reach out and really talk to them and help them. So now Twitter has become there for people where a lot of people are screaming for help, but they make it into a joke on Twitter. They're, so people don't take that's it their serious. Outlet. Yep. That is their outlet. Social media has become an outlet definitely for our generation. They're screaming out for help, but we're to they're scared here. to ask for help. But yeah. They're screaming for help. Like such as what was that? Like some memes or something like that. Those little quotes that people be posting. Really like what? just on like Instagram and stuff like that. Or like I mean, what kind Twitter. of quotes will you mean? They just say that, oh, I'm a hurt, you better hurt this person before oh, you yeah, hurt. Yeah. Or and people be like, Yeah, that's right, and commenting on well, that. Shit, the, around the- Christmas when they was all posting like the future stuff and the yeah. Steve Harvey's daughter, yeah, like, yeah, Lord, future yeah. or whatever, and they're all like, "Hey, it's crazy how you hurt me." Yeah, or just they're trying to 
make all these toxic ass text messages that people will send you. And why are we normalizing that? And that's it's the thing. Not it's like, it can be funny, but because we are make, joking about it so much, and then we normalize, normalize it, it, and then that we this make it supposed to the same thing with cheating. They have normalized men mm-hmm. cheating on women so much that oh. men and women all expect that every man is going to cheat, cheat at least up. one exactly. time. At least one time. Exactly. That's become the normal thing for a man to cheat because now well, we y'all joke do about it. it so much. Yeah. That has become... We joke about so much that don't look through a man's phone. Like, no, like, it sh- there should be nothing there if you look through it. But that's Go ahead and go through become. my phone. Like, I, I told my girlfriend, go ahead and look through my phone. Like, I don't care. Like, at this point, it's just kind of like, it is what it's it is. It's scary. We've normalized because of social media, because we get jokes, mm-hmm. and because we'll get 120 retweets and 1,000 likes or whatnot, it's become funny. But we don't realize a lot of times that the more we joke and make it funny, mm-hmm. the more we normalize it and make ourselves think, oh, yeah. it's, it's supposed to be like this. Yep. It's supposed to. It's just like, like I tell people all the time, don't become accustomed to the storm that you're in. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times we're in a storm for so long that it becomes it. normal. Mm-hmm. We're thinking, oh, I'm supposed to hate my job. No, oh, I'm, su- I'm supposed to struggle on these bills. I'm supposed to be cheated on. I'm supposed to feel sad every day. No, I'm supposed to. You deserve the home. best. Right. I'm supposed to everything. come home and just drink by myself in no. the dark. Like, no, you're going through that because of something you're going through. And you have to think but, that's just a period. Right. And it, But we make it normal. Mm-hmm. So now we think that, oh, I'm supposed to feel like this. So I'm probably just going to feel like this forever, forever mm-hmm. for the rest of my this life. This is my life. But or we keep hoping that it's going to change, but we don't put any work for it to change. Like you think that that feeling is going to change if you keep doing the same thing every day. You get off of work every single day, stop by the liquor store. <laughs> you don't call anybody. You don't try to have a conversation with That's a friend. Depressing. You just go home, sit in the dark and drink. Mm-hmm. And like I've low key have been there before mm-hmm. where when you go through a storm for longer than you've ever been, like say before the longest storm you've ever been through was a month or it was mm-hmm. two weeks and now you're going through something as an adult that you're not used to and then you're going it's been two months yeah then it's three months you're like god dang this shit won't ease up right now you're like well this is just how life is going to be so now you're not even trying to get out of the storm mm-hmm. it's like being in some zombie takeover yep. and you're so used to zombies trying to get into your house that you don't try to escape anymore yeah you just sit there. Well, I guess the zombies is going to get me. So mm-hmm. I might as well sit here and let the zombies take over. Yeah. I, that might be a weird ass analogy, but I, I get what I you're saying. Just, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like you normalize the storm and we've normalized all the toxic. We throw around the word toxic. toxic. That was down. a word of 2019. Toxic. Boy, the, the toxic is back from 2016 on. Mm-hmm. That just became. I, I don't think I've ever. But heard we normalize toxic. <laughs> but we normalize toxic. I'm like we think being in a toxic relationship is funny, and we joke about it on Instagram, we joke about it so much on social media. Normal. Yes, mm-hmm. it's just ridiculous. No, we need to love ourselves enough to expect and want better. And now, when I get on Twitter, I see people just everybody's projecting their insecurities now. Definitely. They're projecting what they're scared of. They're projecting their experiences, their shitty experiences. They're rejecting their, they're uh, projecting their insecurities now. And now it's like, shit, is it, how do we get out of this now? Because it's so normal. Go to therapy. That's what it is. A lot of us have been through, majority of us 
been through something that has like definitely hurt us yeah. in some type of way. And now we're using these social media outlets as a way to project our our feelings when that's obviously it's not the right way. It's honestly, not. because now we need to actually start to actually going to therapy and really actually doing the work to recover from it so we can yeah. be our best selves. But we're hoping for someone to interject on Twitter the same way your therapist will interject, the same way that you sit here and just not, being vulnerable yeah. with your therapist and then your therapist will give yeah. you some type of advice. We're hoping now yes. that someone on Facebook, on Twitter or something will reach out and be like, hey, we want people to reach out to us mm -hmm. instead of us reaching out to them. And from what I've learned, the world doesn't work like that, mm -hmm. especially as a grown up. We have shit going on. All your mm -hmm. friends, no matter how happy and fun they look on social media, right? They got shit going on too. Like yeah, just definitely. because you see us post a picture of Miami and join ourselves, don't mean that when we get back, shit. I gotta go work. Right. I gotta pay these bills. Yep. I gotta go to the doctor on Tuesday. Yep. I gotta yep. go get an oil change on Wednesday. My nephew is sick. I gotta mm -hmm. take him some medicine. You don't know what the next person has going on, so they don't have time. They don't even have the thought process to reach out to you. Exactly. But if you reached out to them, they'll be open arms. Yep. But we're waiting. We're so scared. We trying to, to make out. we're trying to make ourselves look so fucking tough yep. on social media. And we don't even realize we're trying to look tough. But we really are trying to look tough with all this stupid ass memes and posts that yes. we're making. So now we're trying to look so tough that we're not gonna reach out to anyone or we trick ourselves into thinking. No one really cares anyways. Yeah. And then that's when you start to feel isolated. Nobody cares. It's just me and this thing. When there are really people that are out there that are actually for mm -hmm. you. There's, you just need to open up yourself, get off social yeah. media, and actually talk to somebody. There's and not one use voice that. that you hear more than others. There's one voice that sticks with you all day, and that's your voice. That's very and true. our own voice is our, our, word, is mm -hmm. our worst enemy most of the yeah. time because... I'm with you right now. I can hear your voice for three hours. Mm -hmm. But when you leave, I'm not hearing that shit no more. When you leave, it's me and my voice again. Exactly. So if your voice is always telling you negative shit and you feed into that, mm -hmm. and then you get on Twitter and see stuff that's agreeing with the yep. voice in your head. It starts to affirm whatever you're thinking. Yep. I'll, and now, most of the time, we're all looking for stuff to confirm our opinions mm -hmm. that we already have. Yep. Ain't nobody that's why we agree wrong. with it. That's why we like it on Ain't Social nobody media. trying to disagree with anybody anymore because we're now with the internet and social media, you can find something that backs up your opinion, no matter what. Your mm -hmm. opinion could be milk is supposed to taste like potatoes. Mm -hmm. If you Google that shit right now, there's at least one post you can find. <laughs> Yeah, that's making a uh, making an argument for that, and then you can post it. See, I told you, hey, nigga. Yeah. Like, nigga, you got some. That is your opinion. <laughs> Idaho. Like, bro, like, of course he thinks that, <laughs> but now it don't matter, and it's it's just scary how much we're normalized. We have to do better. We definitely as a definitely as a generation because we are becoming some hurt. Grown people. The thing, we got to be intentional about it, though, because you got to find that you have to have that fine line. Because now everybody is an ex in extreme with everything. everything. If you look at politics, you're extreme Republican, mm -hmm. a conservative, extreme Democrat, okay. and liberal. Everything should be right down the middle. Mm -hmm. There should be some things you're conservative about, some things you're liberal yeah. about. So now, but the problem is, everybody is so extreme about everything. So now. You're going to be people act like you can't be sensitive about some things mm -hmm. 
and then not sensitive about other things. Yes. But now it's like you got to be sensitive about everything. You have to, or you have to be aggressive about everything. Like, no. Because if I'm you're not, that means about, you don't really right, believe you what you're saying. What you're saying, like, yeah. no, I'm sensitive about certain things, and then I'm aggressive about certain. I'm conservative about some things. I'm some things I might not even have an opinion about. Right. There's a lot <laughs> of things I don't have, and I'm not about to argue with you. And that's the <laughs> that's another thing with social media. People look like you have to have an opinion about I everything. <laughs> no, I don't. I have, bro, I got so much shit going on in my life. You think I have the energy to yeah. have an opinion about, about this right now? Is it an impact to me? Is it I'm impact sorry, to me? I'm like, sorry. Right I care no. about a lot of these things, but I don't have the energy to put forth so much effort. But yeah, that's the thing. We got to, you got to find the line for it, though, yeah. for us to start being intentional about it because now, because of social media, Everything has become a joke. Yes. And yeah, a lot of us say, no, I still take it serious. But subconsciously, if you're joking about it all the, the time. time, now do y'all niggas really care? We don't have enough empathy for other people mm -mm. anymore. Today I was seeing like everybody's joking about World War Three. Oh uh, yeah, man. And now they're like, and then someone else is talking about, hey, I know we're all joking and stuff, but don't forget there are people actually putting their life on There's the line like 3, that are having to be deployed, deployed. today, mm -hmm. just three days after the new year has started, yep. four days after the new year has started. So, and then other people are like, well, that's what you signed up for. Mm -hmm. Like they know that's what they signed up for. Yep. But all you gotta you either don't have to respond. See, that's us thinking we got to have an opinion. Exactly. Or you can say, hey, well wishes. I hope, I pray for nothing but the best for you. I, I pray for safety for mm -hmm. you. Like, they know what they signed up for, nigga. You ain't got to remind them. Exactly. It's like when I'm talking about, man, I'm just tired of sitting through this traffic in Atlanta. Well, you know damn well when you move to Atlanta. <laughs> nigga, I know, but damn, I'm tired, tired. of shit. Can't I just have an outlet just to say that? Niggas can't have an outlet no more. People on that, Without someone want to argue. People don't have empathy anymore because everybody wants to fucking argue now. Because everybody thinks they know it all. Everybody. Y'all got life figured out. Then why y'all struggling? It's mm -hmm. like. It's like some people are the parents and everybody else are the kids. So I remember my mom would tell me back in the day, since you got it all figured out, I ain't going to say nothing to you. I don't know how many times my mom was like, since you got it all figured out. Like, but damn, man, people ain't got the empathy no more. People want to argue all the time. People normalize all the toxic behavior. Toxic has become the new normal. Yeah. That's scary as shit. Yes. Toxic has become, become the, the new, new normal. normal. And it should not be that way. Let a chick get on, if a chick gets on Twitter, and just simply and simply says, I want to make sure I'm married before I have a baby. And then all these women, oh, so bitch, you think you, <laughs> you better. better. You. Like, <laughs> so what you trying to say about people who I had? All these women projecting. Yeah. Like, don't project. She didn't say anything bad about her. She knows life happens. She wants to do what's best for her. She just wants to make sure that she is married because she sees what a lot of y'all have to go through mm -hmm. dealing with these half-ass niggas. <laughs> Half so she can't want good for herself, yeah. but everybody looks at it, and they gotta find an argument when they're like, damn, she didn't say she it's like when I was a kid, I would say, I would be in there with my parents and my sister, and I'm like, I'm tired, and then my parents immediately, you tired? All week I've been working, I've done this, like, what the fuck? I didn't say <laughs> that I've done more than you. You, like, right. Shit. I used to hate that. Like, shit. Like, dad, come You down. tired? What you tired for? All you do is I'm just saying, sleep, from, sleep. My, from my opinion, I am tired. Like, then nobody say nothing like, about being, you. Being tired doesn't make you less, less tired. tired. No. Like, God, everybody just, we have to do better. We like, to do better. moral of the story is, 
do better shit. Do better. Like, more, not, not even just do better. That's so simple to easily put it. Moral of the story is have some empathy for other people. Work on you yourself. don't have to argue with everyone. Not everyone is trying to make it seem like their life is harder than yours. And yo, work on yourself. Like for have some introspection. Yes. Think about like when you if you sit in traffic and you about to cut somebody out, check yourself and be like, all right, is this that big of a deal? Because this person is never gonna see me again. Never. And then mm-hmm. I'm pissed off for the next five minutes because mm-hmm. of this shit. Like it's gonna affect me more than it affects them. Right. Like check yourself, yo. Sure. I I check myself all the time. When I'm see I'm about to walk today, I was sitting in traffic. Just annoyed. I don't know why I was annoyed. I'm sitting mm-hmm. there cussing and stuff. I had to be like, all right, Will, get your head out your ass. Why mm-hmm. are you wilding out right now, yo? Like, you're the only one that's affected by this. So why are you stressing yourself out? Exactly. And niggas just out here stressing themselves out every day. Um, let's start normalizing tox- toxic toxicity. Toxicity? Yeah, I think I think right. I said it right. Let's start <laughs> let's stop normalizing toxicity. Toxic. Ooh, you can't even say God, I've been drinking, y'all. Like, <laughs> checking the liquor hour. I've been drinking. So stop normalizing the toxic behavior. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yes, we can joke about it and it can be funny, but check yourself and make sure you're not normalizing yep. it because it's becoming so fucking normal now. Mm-hmm. Um, check yourself. All right, we're going to pay some bills. All right. Y'all, it's 2020. We got to switch some shit up. We can't keep doing the same old shit that we've been doing and expecting a different outcome. And that's what me and um, Chris, not the R&B singer, <laughs> was just talking about. Yeah, you definitely have to, if you want something Speaking different, if you want something different, you're definitely going to have to do something different. Like, we were just talking about insanity, doing the same thing over and over again. You're not going to get different results. You're going to get the same result. And then you're going to get frustrated because nothing new is happening in your life. I think 2020, we're in a new decade, new year. Do something new. Switch up your routine. Go to the gym before work rather than after work. And That's difficult, too. That bro. is super difficult. But it's stretching you outside of your comfort zone. Because when you get caught up in your routine and let's just say you dating the same type of people, let's just say you're going to the same type of places, you're going to continue to get the same results. That's the name of this podcast. Step out your comfort zone. You got um, to. Step out that toxic comfort zone that y'all niggas is in <laughs> these days that y'all done felt so strong about. Comfortable and strong about. <laughs> but yeah, step out that comfort zone, man. Like It's so easy to get in that regular routine. And then you realize you just stressed out all mm-hmm. the time and you're tired. Like, get out of that routine. And you're not growing. You're not growing when you're in that routine. Because I realized, man, those couple weeks before the end of the, before I went on vacation from work, those, about three weeks, I was just tired all the time. I was stressed. I'm annoyed. But I wasn't trying to do anything different out mm-hmm. of the routine that I have created since I've been here. And so I kept getting the same result. And then I'm trying to figure out why am I so tired all the time? Like, mm-hmm. Maybe go to bed earlier or mm-hmm. or if I'm waking up early all the time, go on to the gym in the morning instead. Mm-hmm. Switch that up. Yep. Like read before I go to bed. Hey, stop yep. looking at my phone or yep. stop looking at this. Listen to music before I go to bed. Mm-hmm. Try some sleep meditation music. Right. Just trying something different. Um, it can be even small things like like I was talking about traffic earlier. It can be small things like you're so used to wilding out in traffic all the time. Mm-hmm. That doesn't do anything but put you in more of a negative mood. Right. So now how about you try something different? When you see something, 
And then you about to wild out, catch yourself like, all right, mm -hmm. God, my bad. God, calm me down. Yep. Play a song that's going to chill you out. Instead of listening to, a lot of us like to listen to some of that hood-ass music yep. in traffic, but maybe you need to switch it up. Listen to some neo songs. Something's some going to you out. Listen to some jazz. <laughs> listen to some gospel music. Something's mm -hmm. going to switch it up. Like All the time when I'm on my way to work in the morning and I see myself about to wild out in traffic, I'll play some gospel music yep. or I'll start just talking in my head about what I'm thankful for. Mm -hmm. So your routine isn't necessarily just about the physical things Doing, you do yeah. throughout the day. It can be the routine, the routinely uh, mindset that mm -hmm. you have, the, the silly things that you are accustomed to just cussing out somebody over. It can be a routine right. of anytime someone pisses you off, you're ready to cuss them out. Get out of that routine. Exactly. So it can be any of that. Do Word something up. new. Um, I'm just saying, man, all 2020, all 2019, I said, be intentional about everything you do. Um, if you're not intentional, it can be like going to the grocery store and you don't know why you're going to the grocery store about or what you're buying. So now you're just wandering around the grocery store for 20 minutes because you don't know what you want to cook for dinner. You don't know what you're in the mood to eat. And you went to the grocery store without a grocery list. <laughs> and then you just walking around kind of lost, wandering, trying to figure out, hmm, should I buy this? Should I buy that? And when you could have been in the grocery store for five minutes, you were in there for 45 minutes. <laughs> and that can be your life. That can be dating. You don't know why you're dating. You don't know what kind of person you want to date. But you just out there dating whoever or whatever. And then you find yourself lost in the woods for the next five years or dating this one person who's shitty as hell right. for the next three years and and even lost three years of your life and wasted three years on this motherfucker. Yep. So yeah, um, step out your comfort zone, get out your routine, and be a little intentional with everything you're going through. Uh, shout out to my guy, Christopher Williams, not the R&B singer. Hey, shout uh, out. Probably our most reoccurring guest on the podcast. Shout out to everybody for listening. It's the first podcast of 2020. Look, y'all, I promise to be a little bit more, not, not a little bit more, I promise to be more consistent and disciplined and dropping my podcast. Um, those last couple months of 2019 was not easy for me, so I wasn't creatively there, mm -hmm. but I promised to do better, and I appreciate everybody that has um, stuck it with, stuck out with me, and I promised to bring my moms back, because everybody really was fooling with that episode, so I'm going to bring Seal back. She's dope. We're going to get her with her own podcast, because she got a lot to say, and she's going to spit that knowledge. Say what? She's going to spit that knowledge. She's going to drop some knowledge. Y'all think I talk a lot or her ass talks. <laughs> I just want y'all to experience that. Um, I love y'all. Y'all be blessed. Thank y'all for tuning in to the Chicken and Liquor Hour. We out. We out. <laughs>